if each one of us reaches just one, just one. That was the message of that song. Thank you so much, Don, for that message. You know, there will be no starless crowns in heaven. So we have to reach at least one. So um, that is our admonition today. And um, today, as actually part of our worship, we are going to be going out in the community and letting them know that we love them, that we're praying for them, and we need to be praying for our community. This world is crazy. It's going to you know where in a handbasket, and we want to make sure that as many people are prepared and know that Jesus loves them and that he's coming again soon. So I don't want to say that today after church we're going to be going out because it really is part of church. So we're not going to end the service here. We're going to continue it on the outside, all right? Is that okay with you? So as part of that, then we want to have just, just a short word that I just want to share with you to hopefully encourage you as this has encouraged me and um, prepare us. And we're going to be going to Hamilton Crossing. It's like two minutes from here. It's just you go to, to uh, Hamilton, turn left, go to Harriet, turn right, and it's right there on the left-hand side. And for those of you who um, have come prepared to go out, or even if you have not, you are certainly welcome to come. We're going to, after this part of the worship service, we're going to meet in the small chapel for instructions and prayer and assignments, and then we're going to go out. We actually just are going to be passing out. We have these door hangers. We have 50 of them. So if everybody went, we'd be done, and we would have reached our one, okay? So we're going to be doing that. So it's not a lot. It's not a lot of time, but it's something. It's stepping out on faith, and it's moving forward to get us to, um, to be able to do what God has asked us to do. So just a few minutes I want to spend for our brief time together here, peering into the word of God that I want to share with you what he's given me. And I want to start by reading the entire first chapter of Joshua just for context. You see, Joshua was commissioned to be Moses' successor long before Moses died. So for those of you in business, you know that we have what's called succession planning. You, if, you're, if you're really thinking about your business or your ministry, you want to make sure that it continues even after you're gone. And so you employ what's called succession planning. You plan for who's going to take your place, who's going to be at the helm, who's going to lead so that it doesn't falter, but it continues. Well, I want to tell you that God is the master of succession planners because he has set in motion for the entire world exactly who is supposed to be do, doing what, who is taking every, your place, who exactly what's supposed to be happening. And so he did for the children of Israel as they left Egypt and they were on their way to the promised land following Moses, God put in place a successor. He commissioned Joshua. So now Joshua Chapter 1. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. 
Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Now note here as we pause, verse 6 is the first time that the Lord says these specific words to Joshua. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give to them. Verse 7 is the second time he uses that phrase. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou mayest, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make the way thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now verse 9, one of my favorite verses, is the third time that the Lord says to Joshua, have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whatsoever, whithersoever thou goest. So it was important for Joshua to receive this call, this admonition, this, these instructions from the Lord that even though he was called way back in Numbers, so if you go to Numbers chapter 27, that was the initial commissioning of Joshua. Before Moses, long before Moses was going to die, the Lord said, let's put up a person to follow you, and that was Joshua. That is what happened in Numbers 27. So now in this chapter 1, the Lord is giving Joshua specific instructions, and he is saying, be strong and of a good courage. I will be with you. <coughs> Excuse me. So he has to repeat that three times because he wants Joshua to get the message that he will need to be strong, have courage, and that, he will, and that God will be with him whithersoever thou goest. Now you're saying to me, why did the Lord have to say that? Way back in Numbers, long time before Moses died, Joshua knew that he was going to be assuming responsibility for leading the children of Israel on. He knew that he was going to be captain at the helm. Well, just think for a minute. You're in charge of millions of people because there were millions. And Moses was looked upon as the person who was connected with and receiving direct communication from God. If that type of leader dies, what might your thoughts be? Who in the world is going to take his place? And even though the Israelites knew that Joshua was commissioned to do that, 
who is this young upstart that's gonna lead us to the Canaan land? They might be thinking. And so to reassure, to encourage Joshua, the Lord gave him instructions to let him know that he would need to be strong, he would need to be courageous, and that God would be with him whithersoever he went. So that was important. Now, there's something I want to do. I want to recap, because you'll remember that a couple months ago, actually, it was just last month, and we focused on outreach, and we talked about uh, four Bible characters that had specific things in their life or takeaways that we wanted to remember. We talked about Esther, who gave us the takeaway that we needed to remember that we are where we are for a reason. We talked about the three Hebrew boys who taught us that it sometimes takes courage to follow God. We talked about Job and his faithfulness to God even though he lost everything. And Isaiah, who ultimately, as a result of being asked, whom shall I send, who will go for us? Isaiah raised his hand and said, I will go, here I am, send me. Those same attributes are present in Joshua 1.9. If you look at number one, it says, have not I commanded thee? And so the Lord was saying to Joshua, and I believe the message came to Esther, that you are where you are for a reason, or have not I commanded thee? Have I not put you in this place for this time? Number two, be strong and of a good courage. That's self-explanatory. The three Hebrew boys had to be courageous to be able to stand up to the king, to King Nebuchadnezzar, and say, we will not worship the image. We will only honor God. Number three, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. Now, when I read that, I was trying to think, what's the difference? And as I pondered and studied and prayed and looked in Webster's Dictionary, <laughs> um, what it told me was that fear, being afraid, he was telling him, don't be afraid for anything that might come to you, anything that's on the outside that might be a distraction or, 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 or worrisome or a challenge. Don't be afraid. But then he says, neither be thou dismayed. So from whatever might be in your heart, whatever fear you might be feeling internally, don't, don't, don't encourage that feeling. Don't be dismayed. So you don't have to worry about what's happening from the outside, nor what uh, um, reticence or hesitation or fear you might be feeling from the inside. Don't be dismayed. And so Job, regardless of everything that happened on the outside, as well as what happened to him personally as his body was struck with boils, he was still faithful to God. And then four, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. And Isaiah, hearing and understanding that admonition, was able to say, here am I, Lord, send me. Now, we are commissioned just as Joshua was. So what does commissioned mean? Number one, the authority to perform a task or certain duties. Number two, instruction, command, or duty given to a person or a group. So we have been commissioned 
and given authority of the presence of the Holy Spirit to be able to go out and successfully proclaim the gospel, the good news. Jesus died, has risen, has risen, is living, and is coming again. That is the good news. That is the duty. Those are our responsibilities to be able to go out and let others know. We are commissioned to, at this time, share present truth found in Revelation 14, 6 through 12, to let people know that a judgment is happening right now, that they need to um, come out of false doctrines, that they need to um, embrace the truths that God has given and be ready for when Jesus comes. Now, when I think about these people, when I think about Esther, the three Hebrew boys, Job, Joshua, I think what was it that made them willing, that made them take their stand, that gave them the, um, the courage, the hope, the faith to say, I'm going to follow God no matter what. And I came up with the word resolve. Decide firmly on a course of action. Firm determination to do something. You see, each of them were determined that they were going to follow God no matter what. And even with that, the first three, this is interesting. It was interesting to me. So Esther, a popular verse that um, we, when we think about Esther, is when her uncle Mordecai said, uh, her cousin Mordecai said, you know, you're probably in the king's palace for such a time as this. And she realized that she said, she commissioned that um, all of the Israelites would pray and that they would fast for three days and that she and her handmaids would do the same thing and that she would then go before the Lord to plead the case for her people. And she said, if I perish, I perish. The three Hebrew boys, what they said when they were called to come to Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, and he said, what in the world are you doing? What are you thinking? You need to be bowing down. And he was extremely angry. And the three Hebrew boys, basically what they said, we will not bow down. And we know that God can save us and he will preserve us. But if not, we will still will not serve. We still will not bow down to the, the golden image. So then Job, Job, after he lost his family, his possessions, his health, all of that was stripped from him as God gave permission for Satan to do and said, save his life. He took everything he possibly could except his life. And you know what Job said? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. For these three, they pledged allegiance to God, commitment to him, commitment, dedication to what they were called to do, what they were commissioned to do, even in the face of death. I want to ask, though, that I, 
is it is that hard to do? Okay. So someone comes to you and they, they give you this challenge. You say, I don't care what's going to happen. Even if I die, I am not going to, to bow down. I'm not going to um, disobey the Lord. I'm, I'm going to stay resolved. I'm going to do what God has asked me to do. But then I think, okay, well then, if they say, okay, well then you're dead, then you figure, well, the next voice I will hear is Christ coming and raising me from the dead. That's not a hard thing to do. But isn't it harder to say, I will serve God and live for Jesus? Because you have to make that decision every single day. You need to die to self every single day. To live for Jesus to some degree is harder even to say, though the heavens fall, I will die because I am committed to Jesus. It's harder to say, but though the heavens fall, I will live for Jesus. I will do what he wants me to do. I will follow his command. I will follow his admonition. That is the challenge for us today. Will we live for Jesus every day, no matter what? Will we give up those, those little seemingly insignificant things? And I'm talking to myself because I know, you know, it, it's not a big deal for people to give up chocolate. <laughs> it's a big deal for me. But a friend once told me, she said, Debbie, think about this. Would you say to Jesus, Jesus, I love you, but I really want chocolate more? Yeah, that's a challenge for me, to live for Jesus every day, no matter what. And no matter what it is that I need to give up so that people know and I am reminded that Jesus is my priority. Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, but glorify your Father which is in heaven. So I want to ask our praise team to come forward as I give this challenge. As we prepare to live for Jesus, I want to remind us that as we live for Jesus, as we decide to do that, it is then that we are given the power. Acts 1.8, the other verse in our scripture says, but ye shall receive power, and that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So today, our Jerusalem is going to be Hamilton Crossing, because that's home. Tomorrow, it may be Judea. Some may be called to go to another state. Some may be called to go to another country, and only you know what that is as God makes that call to you. My question is, do we have the resolve that Esther, the three Hebrew boys, Job had to say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him? If I perish, I perish. But even if God decides not to save us, I will not bow down. Do we have the courage to say as Isaiah said, here I am, send me. And that Joshua had in his resolve to say, 
I, no matter what happens, I will follow you, Lord. And when you read the, the book of Joshua, in the 24th chapter, as Joshua's life is coming to an end, he gives instruction and implores the children of Israel to stay true to God, to continue to keep him as their focus. And he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so God accounted unto Joshua righteousness for Israel under his leadership did what God wanted to be done. They followed Joshua and they inhabited the Canaan land. They crossed the Jordan River. They um, overtook their enemies. They were successful because Joshua understood his commission and he was resolved to do what God had asked him to do. So as we go out today, I want us to just kind of keep that in mind. One of the other things I want to share with you, and I'm remembering um, the story of uh, an evangelistic series that took place, and I believe this was in New York City, and it was a huge series, and, and um, it was, uh, at that time, it's like six weeks long, and they called for people to come forward, and two just two came forward. But those two, for those of you who may be old enough to know them, James Londis and Ron Halverson. Ron Halverson was a notable and internationally known evangelist for the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Those two were gang members, but they gave their lives to Jesus and worked for Jesus throughout the rest of their lives. So my admonition to all of us is to remember that even though we go out and we don't know what to expect, our job is not to know. Our job is to go. And as we do that, then we will have power to do what God has commissioned us to do. We will be able to resolve in our hearts that we will be determined to serve Jesus and to let people know that he loves them and that he's coming and they want to be ready. So that even as the Lord says, whom shall I go? Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? That all of us will enthusiastically throw up our hands and say, here I am, Lord, send me. My question is, if not us, who? And if not now, when?